This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the latest Lone Watch podcast from the Liverpool Echo, where we've been taking an in-depth look at each of the Reds players who are out on loan this season. On this episode of the show, we're going to talk all about Takumi Minamino, getting the lowdown on his time at Southampton so far, then assessing what that might mean for his long-term Liverpool future. I'm delighted to say that joining me first of all is Hampshire Live's Southampton reporter Tom Leach to talk us through Minamino's time under Ralph Hasenhuckel so far. Tom, thanks for joining me. How impressed have you been with Minamino overall so far? Uh, I think with Minamino, it's been it's been a mixed start um, through his first six games with Southampton. Um, he kind of landed with a bang with that goal against Newcastle, which he took really well, uh, and he followed it up a week later with that goal against Chelsea. Um, in terms of the quality of his performances, you know. Before Minamino joined us, we were warned about some things about him and, and told to expect great things about him in other areas of his game. And, you know, we expect him to be perhaps a little bit too keen in the press, maybe, so that he makes mistakes at times. We expect him to be brilliant on the ball, really good on the ball. Uh, I think some things have rang true, other things maybe not as true. Um, his first game at Newcastle, he was really good, drifting between the lines and picking up the ball and, and linking the play. Um Against the ball, he's been really good as well. Uh, it's just that he's gone quiet for big moments, really, um, at key moments in games. It's been the only frustration. Um, but the manager likes him. The manager puts him in whenever he can, whenever he's fit. So I suppose from a Liverpool point of view, that'd be good to see because he's getting the game time and he is improving. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, the one thing, really, that Liverpool couldn't offer him. That's why he ended up going out on loan. But it has been a, a kind of tough spell over the last few weeks for Southampton as a team generally. Is probably fair to say that it's maybe not the best time to be settling into this Southampton team. If you could have picked an ideal time, it probably would have been earlier in the season before Minamino was there. Would that be a, an accurate way of putting it, do you think? Yeah, and, and Hasnett would agree with you on that as well. We asked him about Minamino uh, after the Brighton defeat on Sunday. Um, it was another game where Minamino didn't quite live up, I don't think, to the early quality that he's shown us in, with those early goals. Um he had a quiet game, as I said a minute ago, really, really quiet for long periods. And we asked him about Minamino at full time. Um, and he said that he expects more from Minamino. Um, he pulled him off after 65 minutes. Um, but um, but yeah, it's not a great time for him to join the side, obviously, with what's going that way. And Hasnick alluded to that. He kind of said, no one's good around him at the minute. So how can we expect him to be him to be doing that well? Um, it has been a challenge. It would have been really interesting to see him there earlier in the season. And it will be interesting to see him there later in the season when Theo Walcott comes back. Walcott's got two weeks left of his injury and then he'll be back training with the first team and, and playing games from, from April. So it'll be interesting to see with what's most likely going to be Walcott on the right and him on the left. And the front four at Southampton, they don't really stick to where they are. They move around, they swap places and it's all very flexible. So it'll be interesting to see those two working together Um and it'll be interesting to see as well with him having a little bit more competition for his spot because Stuart Armstrong, Hasnick will love Stuart Armstrong. It's very unlikely he's going to drop out the side. And then you've got uh, you've got Redmond, you've got Musa Genepo, and then you've got Minamino and Walcott, and then young Nathan Tellers breaking through at the moment as well. So there's going to be a lot of competition. Uh, it'll be interesting to see it, whether Minamino actually keeps his place. Uh, I think his performances will have to improve, but to say that he hasn't got the players around him performing right now is completely true. 
He's got two goals so far, I think, not uh, any assists in, in six league games. Have you seen enough from him that those numbers could improve between now and the end of the season? Has he maybe been getting into the right positions, but maybe not providing the finish at certain times? Definitely, yeah. Uh, against Sheffield United, which is the only game in the last 12 that, that Southampton have won, um, he got himself in some really dangerous areas. He missed a golden chance that fell for him kind of on the edge of the six-yard box that he put wide. He had two or three opportunities when he burst into the area and could have got it onto his right foot a little bit better onto his left foot and got a shot away. Um, yeah, the stats definitely could improve. I'm really surprised that he's not got any assists so far um, because he's he's been central to the link-up play. But to be honest, they've not really been scoring goals, um, which is a big problem. Um, che Adams has had some big chances and missed them. Uh, Nathan Teller has had some big chances and missed them too. Um, two players who need goal, need to add goals to their game and if they start adding goals to their game in the media will start getting assists um, but yeah he, he's missed some big chances um, he's got himself in some good opportunities but the final pass or the final shot hasn't quite been there in recent weeks but that's not been a mean amino problem as such it's kind of been across the board for Southampton um, so yeah hopefully if things improve a little bit he'll start he'll start adding more numbers to his game yeah, certainly that first goal, I think it was against Chelsea, wasn't it? The the lovely little chip, that was uh, a sign of, of something from him, but just a, a little bit more consistency, I think, was needed. I think, obviously, consistency was one issue at Liverpool. I think the other big issue was that they didn't really seem to work out which was his best position. Has he been playing in a variety of roles for Southampton? And are we any closer to determining, really, where he is best and, and where he can perform best? On paper... He's played in the same position in every game. Um, but in reality, he's, as I say, the front the front four is quite flexible at Southampton. So the way that Hasnittle plays it, it's not a 4-4-2, it's a 4-2-2-2. Um, so the right mid and the left mid, are, they're inside, they're, they're quite central and they play like number 10s in a way. So like playing two number 10s. Um, he plays as one of those number 10s behind two strikers. But the front floor is very flexible. So he'll go into attack, he'll drop back, he'll go out wide, he'll come inside, he'll he'll move everywhere across that attack. In his first game, he played in three different positions across the afternoon uh, away at Newcastle. Um, he played as a striker for a little bit just because of the flexibility of that front four. But also Southampton went down to 10 men. Um, no, sorry, Newcastle went down to 10 men. And Southampton were pushing forward. So they were, they were committing central defenders into the area trying to get a late goal. Uh, so Minamino kind of dropped back to like a quarterback position and was playing long balls forward from there and he actually looked quite good in that position um, Southampton had injuries after that and they didn't have a number six for quite a long time no one to play alongside Ward-Prowse I thought Minamino might have dropped back into that position but he didn't um, he kept him to number 10 so on paper he's played in central attacking midfield really for every single game um, so far but he's definitely shown that he can play in different positions and Southampton fans as well as I'm sure Liverpool fans have over the last few years too um, they've definitely been calling for him to play up front uh, alongside Che Adams with Danny Ings out. It's not happened yet. Whether it happens on Saturday, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, on paper, it's been pretty much the same position for him. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I think the, the other issue as well was sort of there were a few concerns about him physically. Was he able to to sit in in the Premier League and, and sort of be able to, to compete with a few of the other players in there? Have you seen signs that his off-the-ball work and, and that sort of thing is improving? I think he almost looks at a little bit lightweight when he was playing for, for Liverpool, I'd say. We've not really seen too much of it, um, really. Off the ball, he's, he has actually been impressive. 
Um, but I feel like the way Southampton play, it's not as demanding on strength or or not getting bullied about as as much. It's it's more to look good for Southampton. It's more reliant on running, and he definitely does that. Um, it's putting in the yards with your feet as opposed to going shoulder to shoulder with people. Um, there's been no concerns really off the ball. As I said, I think when we we heard all that from Liverpool when he when he arrived, and we thought he was maybe going to be weak in that area, but he runs as hard as anyone. Um, he gets stuck in as much as anyone. It's more just the only concerns so far have just been those those um, those moments when he potentially goes a little bit quiet and, and those missed opportunities and that final ball at the minute. Um, I think it's been interesting because obviously I'd imagine from a Liverpool point of view when not every game has been seen, you've seen the clips of him sitting Edouard Mendy down and putting it in the top corner against Newcastle and and there was a clip as well going around of him against Chelsea, I think, dancing with the ball in the corner and beating a couple of men. He's probably looked really good from from far away um, and I think that sums it up in a way. In those moments, he has been quite good, but the numbers is an interesting thing to talk about because I think he does need to add a few more numbers to his game and at a team like Liverpool, there'll be demand that he comes to Southampton and, and does that and, and stands out and I think he's just not really quite stood out yet. You mentioned his pressing and his energy and, and that sort of thing off the ball earlier. How impressive has that been? And do you think it's helped really that it's Harsen Hootel who is the manager and, and that's very much you know a key thing with Southampton is it's all about high energy, high intensity. That's obviously a similarity to Liverpool. Do you think that's helped Minamino settle in a little bit? Yeah, I think if if that's the area that Liverpool wanted him to improve on, I think he's definitely come to the right place because there's not going to be another team in the Premier League who run as much as, as he will at Southampton. Um, there's been a lot of talk this season about how good Leeds have been at, at running in commitment, but Southampton haven't really been given the credit, I don't think, in that that department. I mean, you've only got to listen to Pep Guardiola um, on last Wednesday when he was speaking about Southampton. The, the scoreline really didn't flatter Southampton that night. They got beat 5-2 at Man City. They were playing a very angry Man City who had just lost their 21-game winning run or whatever it was. Um, so Man City were always going to come out punching in that one. Um and the scoreline didn't flatter Southampton, but for anyone who watched that game, they'll, they'll have seen for the first 30 minutes, Southampton were better than Man City. And Pep Guardiola said after the game, Southampton are so good off the ball. They said no one's ever worked Man City like that during his five years at, at the club, which is pretty big to hear from Pep Guardiola. Um, just amazing that you can hear that, uh, talking about a team who's lost 10 out of the last 12. But it just shows that they are doing things right and things just aren't really going their way at the minute. In terms of off-the-ball stuff, he's going to develop a lot at Southampton. And I imagine he'll come back with a lot more in his locker off the ball um, when he gets back to Liverpool. Uh, and yeah, as I say, Hasnett will make some run harder than anyone. We, when we speak to the players sometimes, I interviewed Nathan Teller a few weeks ago, who's the young lad that's breaking through at the minute. And he said when he made the step up from the B team to the first team, he, he just couldn't believe the fitness demands that you have to have to play under Hasnett. Um, there's players who get to the end of their training sessions and they know that if they go inside at this point, their running stats on their um, on their trackers on their chest are not going to read high enough. So they, they start running around the pitch to make sure they get to the high, high enough kilometres to get back inside and not get told off. So yeah, his fitness and his off-the-ball demands will definitely improve. So if that's what Liverpool want to see get, get him kind of get from this Southampton line spell, they'll definitely get it. 
How has he sort of settled in off the pitch as far as you're aware? I mean, he obviously moved to, to England just as the pandemic kicked off. It's not really been an easy transition to move to Liverpool. And now, of course, he's moved again to, to Southampton. Do you think that's difficult for him to, to do that, obviously, with the, the current circumstances? And, and, and how has he sort of been getting on in, in that regard off the pitch, if you like? Everything we've heard has been positive about him settling in. Um, Oriol Romeo at Southampton. He was really good friends with Maya Yoshida. Um, so there is that little Japanese connection there and Ramey is fascinated with Japan and Japanese culture and so he'll, he'll have made a friend there um, in his first game they were all calling him Taki on the pitch straight away they were all getting around him so I don't think there's any concerns about how well he's settled in off the pitch and there's also a little bit of a link there with Hassan who is a former Red Bull manager too he managed Red Bull Leipzig and um, Minamino was at Salzburg and there was that connection Richard um, Kitzbichler who's the assistant manager at Southampton used to work with him at Salzburg too. So there'd have been no trouble setting in. He knows the management and he'd have gone well with some of the players. So there's no concerns there. For everything we've heard, it seems like he's settled in really well. And would Southampton, do you think, be keen on, on keeping him potentially if Liverpool made him available for, for transfer in the summer? Do you think there's enough evidence so far? Obviously, you mentioned that the Red Bull link there. Has there been enough evidence in his time there so far that they might be interested maybe at the right price? At the right price, I think that's the important thing. At the right price, I think they definitely would be. There's there's a few doors opening for Southampton in the summer. Um, they've they're going to recruit big, they hope. The manager certainly hopes. He's not happy with the depth at the minute. He, he puts that down as the reason really why the, the, the run's been so poor lately. Um, he wants more depth. He's thinking about bringing back his own loan players ahead of next season and getting them involved in the squad. Um, he's keen on Theo Walcott staying. He's already told us that. Um, there's been no talk about Minamino staying. I think potentially it's not really been asked about because it seems like it's more in Liverpool's hands than anywhere else. But at the right price, I think Hasnutl will do anything to to keep a player of that quality close to his squad. It's just depth. It's just more more bodies in, in good positions. And obviously it's early doors. I think it's only six matches he's played so far. But what do you think would be a reasonable price. I mean, Liverpool, I think 18 months ago, paid 7.25 million for him. You'd imagine they'd want a little bit more than that. What would you think is is a fair price? And I appreciate it's, it's very difficult to put a number on it, given we're, we're still in that pandemic. Yeah, it's very difficult to put a number on. I mean, that seems like a bargain, a steal that, that Liverpool really got him for. Just any any top five, five player at that price is just unbelievable in a way. Um, I think Southampton would I'd imagine would be open to a price similar to that. Um, it just depends what competition's in there because he's he's shown flashes of quality and they're the ones that reverberate around the world. So a player going for sub 10 million who's scored a goal like that against Chelsea and a goal like that against against Newcastle, there'll always be more people involved. I think it's it will more hinge on the relationship between Hasler and Klopp, whether he moves to to Southampton more so than the price, I'd imagine. We heard when they played each other earlier in the season, they 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 love each other. They were getting on really well. I think Klopp said something like, "If he lived down south, they'd probably be best friends" or something along those lines. So um, that's definitely how the deal came about in the first place. I mean, as far as we understand it, Southampton were um, in touch with Liverpool to talk about a, a different player during January, and then Klopp suggested, "Well, we've got Minamino, and he's getting time." And, and Hasnil hadn't even considered that he was available. Um, yeah, I think putting a price tag on it is difficult. Um, sub 10 million, I imagine there'll be more clubs in Southampton keen to get involved. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be an interesting few weeks for, for Takumi Minamino and an interesting summer as well. I think there's going to be a fair few changes at Liverpool as well as Southampton. Takumi Minamino could well be one of those. Tom Leach from Hampshire Live, thank you very much for taking the time to join me this morning. No, brilliant. It's been a pleasure. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. And I'm now joined by Liverpool reporter David Lynch to have a bit of a chat about the longer term when it comes to Takumi Minamino at Anfield. David, there's going to be a few changes, I think, in the, the Liverpool squad this summer. There's a few fringe players who might move on. Genie Wijnaldum looks like he's going to be moving on. You can't change everything at once, though, can you? Do you think Takumi Minamino has shown enough that he could almost escape the, the call, if you, you want a, a better a phrase than that? I mean, he, can he be one of those that, that might be at Anfield next season, do you think? Well, I, yeah, I agree with your point on continuity, and I, I don't think you know Liverpool are at a stage where they want to start ripping up and starting again. I think they know that when they get some players back from injury, that'll be a significant boost to the squad, and they've already got a good base to work on, so they'll only need to add a couple of names. But I think with Minamino, it's a difficult one because you know we, you know, he will have had the chance to make an impact in training. We know how much Klopp values that, so it's not about the fact that he hasn't really appeared in the first team in terms of making an impact in that. That doesn't necessarily sort of affects his future. The manager will know his plans for him. It's just the fact that he has used him so infrequently that makes you think that, you know, maybe maybe what's happening in training isn't enough to, to earn him a place in the team. And I think, you know, he, he looked such a good fit, didn't he, when he came in, coming from Salzburg, who played a similar style of football, looked to have all the characteristics to really thrive under Klopp. And it's just, for whatever reason, has is, is not happened. He's just not had the chances to do that. And I think, you know, going into next season, it, it's interesting that, on loan at Southampton, he has seemingly played quite a lot of his football off the left-hand side. I think that's a real issue for him at Liverpool, isn't it? I think, you know, he started in that position, I remember, at Crystal Palace and, and, and scored that early goal on, on route to a 7-0 win. And, you know, I thought, along with the goal, he actually played pretty well in that game, one of his better Liverpool performances. His problem is, if, if long-term he wants to play on the left-hand side of a Liverpool attack, you've got Sadio Mane and, and Diogo Jota there. And I think... That really doesn't doesn't bode well for his chances of, of sort of carving out a long term spot in the team. Jurgen Klopp was pretty clear when Minamino went out on loan. He said it was something that he felt that he almost had to to let him do to to go out get some regular game time, and, and that seemingly has happened at Southampton. He seems to be getting in their team quite frequently. You'd imagine that will continue for the remainder of this season, but. I suppose Jurgen Klopp has to say that, doesn't he? When these players go out on loan, it, it doesn't really matter whether that's true or not. He kind of just has to say that because otherwise, what would be the point in in letting them go on go on loan? Well, that's it. He's he's very good, isn't he, at, at managing the press and the, the way he speaks about players. He's always very positive about his players. I think it's sort of reminiscent to me of, of say, the Rian Brewster situation, for example. He was so full of praise for Rian Brewster. And, and don't get me wrong, he's a, a huge talent. And I think Sheffield United might have been the wrong move for him. But I think he's a player who's really going to come good in the future. He's got that talent. But, you know, if Jurgen Klopp didn't want to lose him, he, he wouldn't have. And the way he spoke about him and then was willing to let him go for a fee, I think, sort of shows you that, that sometimes he's not enti- entirely honest with the press in terms of what he feels about players and I suppose that you know all managers have got to be like that because they've they've got to get as much money in as they can for the players that they sell and also they don't want to kill a player's confidence by saying they don't want them but you know as much as he said about Minamino that he he needed to get minutes in him and he's you know tried to make out that his Anfield career isn't over I don't think that can really have any 
you know, it doesn't have any decisive impact on the situation as it stands. I think what he feels about the player, and he, and he will know by now whether he's got a long-term future at Liverpool. I think that's possibly already decided, and I don't think the, the, the things he said when he went on loan to Southampton necessarily affect that, unfortunately, for Minamino. Yeah, he'd been at Liverpool a fair few months. He'd had a few opportunities and hadn't quite taken them. I mean, he's obviously gone to, to Southampton, who are a team who started the season very well, but actually this calendar year of dropped off a cliff really and, and not being particularly brilliant. It's probably quite a hard team to come in and, and make an impact. If Minamino was to come in and, and say at the end of, of this season, we look back and, and say he had a good loan spell at Southampton, what do you think that would be? What would that represent for him? What does he have to, to do really to impress enough at Southampton to come back and, and maybe change a few minds at Liverpool? I think to change minds at Liverpool, he would have probably had to keep up the, the, the form he showed in those first what, three or four games when he scored a couple of goals. I think to maintain that, maybe a goal every other game or, or you know, making a big contribution in terms of assists, I think you know, he'd have to be a major impact in, in that sort of area really to, to really sort of impact on his long-term future at Liverpool. Because I think, you know, like we've said, they've, they've seen so much of him in training. He's been at the club for quite a long time now and, and not really got the first-team opportunities off the back of what he's been doing in training. So, you know, for him to really sort of change the way he's perceived at Anfield, I think he would have to be in in sort of incredible form for Southampton. I think, you know, it has been nice, to be fair, to, to see him playing well for Southampton. And I think he has in the early stages because, you know, it shows you that there is a, a talented player in there, a really good player. And if you get him in the right system, in the right position, he can really flourish by... I'm just, you know, the longer this goes on, I think I'm more convinced that that maybe it, it doesn't work out from at Liverpool, and it would probably take a a really really good run until the end of the season at Southampton, a Southampton side who are struggling, and then a, a big big pre-season where he massively impresses the manager to to turn things around. Really, to be honest, I suppose the the one thing in his favour is that he's obviously there under Ralph Hasenhüttl. He's sort of playing a similar-ish brand of, of football to Jurgen Klopp. I suppose if there was the perfect club for Minamino in the Premier League, it probably would be Southampton, even given their form. Yeah, absolutely. A, a really sensible loan move, really, for both parties, wasn't it? And I think, you know, he's shown that he can cut it in the Premier League as well. I, I think Southampton, if, if he does well enough there, would be thinking about a permanent move. I know there's nothing agreed in the deal to make that permanent. That would be a completely separate negotiation at the end of the season. But surely... Southampton as a Premier League side with their ambitions would maybe see Minamino as quite a good sign. And I think, you know, you've seen some of the names linked with him as well across Europe. Sevilla is a good example. They're, they're a club who are really good at buying players who have maybe undervalued at the clubs. And I think, you know, the, Minamino is still well regarded across Europe. And I think he, you know, he is a quality player. But there is a difference between being a, a high quality player, obviously, and a player who can play for Liverpool when they want to compete for European Cups to, to win the Premier League up against this ridiculous Manchester City side. So it's it's just a, a little bit of a different level. And I think maybe Minamino, even if he falls short, he could still have a very good Premier League career at somewhere like Southampton. And just lastly then, even if he is surplus to requirements ultimately at Liverpool, as you say, you'd imagine there'd be a fair few clubs who are interested and Liverpool, of course, only paid £7.25 million for him to bring him in from Red Bull Salzburg. I mean, even with the pandemic, you'd probably anticipate that Liverpool would make a, a bit of a profit on that, wouldn't you? Yeah, 100%. I don't think the pandemic has, has affected transfer fees enough to, to for them to not make a, a pretty decent profit on Minamino, which is... Just sort of shows you how how good they are really in the transfer market in terms of you know picking out that 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 release clause and and having good relationships with with Salzburg on the the Red Bull family of clubs has, has really paid off for them there hasn't it? 
I think, you know, if someone like Sevilla's in for him, if Southampton, obviously, with Premier League money they've still got, uh, even in COVID times, um, I think, yeah, I think Liverpool could get a bit of a bidding war going if they did sort of make it clear that they were willing to sell Minamino. And, you know, even if he doubled the money, that'd be, that'd be good investment, wouldn't it? It would, it would look like a, a sensible buy. He hasn't, he hasn't had a negative effect on Liverpool in, in any, you know, any sense. So, uh, yeah, if they can, you can flip him for a decent profit, then I'm sure Michael Edwards would be happy with that. And, and that money would obviously go straight back into the uh, Liverpool squad. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be an interesting few months, I think, for Takumi Minamino. And of course, we'll keep you updated across the Liverpool Echo and Blood Red too. But until next time, thank you for listening and goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.